Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Nick Suss of the Clarion Ledger as he joins us now. And uh, Nick, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How if Omaha is taking care of business for you, man? How are you doing this afternoon? I am doing pretty well watching this Auburn game on mute while I get ready for the interesting one later that we're all going to be paying a close, close attention to. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a great one. I know that uh, I'm sure you've done all your previewing and everything. and uh, We know how Arkansas has kind of gotten to this point, but give us a breakdown of Ole Miss and just a team that some people felt like they didn't even deserve to be in the postseason, and here they are. They, they're, on a, they're on a winning streak like crazy. They're, they're playing their best baseball, and they're in the College World Series. How did they get to this point? What's been the key to their huge turnaround once postseason started? Yeah, the quickest version of this story is when Arkansas fans last saw the Rebels, they were 7-14 and in SEC play. Since then, I think they are 14-3 and in games, and they have beaten Southern Miss three times, LSU three times, Miami once, Arizona twice, and then obviously Auburn once in the College World Series. It's been a remarkable turnaround of pitching. They've found some great, great starting pitching performances from Dylan DeLucia and Hunter Elliott back-to-back as their one-two starters. Elliott's going to go tonight. I think he's given up one run in 12 and a third this postseason with 18 strikeouts and five walks. I mean, he's been absolutely phenomenal. And offensively, it's been a team that has figured out how to build a lead and how to get significant hits when it matters most. I think that one of the enduring images of that Ole Miss Arkansas series back in on May 1st was Tim Elko coming up with the bases loaded down one in the ninth inning and flying out. This is a team that that's not happening to them anymore. They're getting the hit when they need to get the hit at the right time. And you combine that with a pitching staff. I mean, they've given up one run in 29 innings. Let's not overcomplicate things. That's, that's going to win you a lot more games than you're going to lose in the postseason. But yeah, that's, that's kind of been the trick. Oh, and I'll throw one more thing in. Bullpen hasn't given up an earned run since before the SEC tournament, so that helps too. So has this pitching staff, have they been? Have you been seeing signs of this throughout the season? We know that they're playing their best now and won six in a row, and they have been able to pitch well and, and hold the scores down, but were there signs throughout the season where you saw this and, and brought them to this moment? Throughout the season, maybe, but at certain points in the season, definitely not. I mean, on April 5th, Hunter Elliott made a start against Alabama, and Mike Bianco said, he is not our Friday starter, he's just another pitcher. And that has changed from this team not believing in the concept of starting pitching, just throwing people based on matchups, to Delusia throwing five perfect innings to start a College World Series game, or Elliott retiring, I think, 17 in a row in a super regional clincher. I mean, these guys have really kicked into gear, but Delusia, I think, almost won his first six starts, and he averaged about six and two-thirds per start over that span. He's been who he is since he moved over to the starting role. Elliott moved from a guy who was going to give you four to five really, really solid innings to a guy who's been giving you six to seven really, really solid innings, and that's kind of been the transformation for him. He's a freshman. He's he's a freshman who wasn't used to working deep into games, but he figured out how to down the stretch, and I don't think they've lost a game that Elliott started since Arkansas walked them off that day, uh, that Friday game, I guess it would have been, uh, in Fayetteville. So that's that's kind of been the, the maturation for him. 
Yeah, and I think it's also safe to say that just getting to this point is extremely difficult. And uh, we know that obviously it's about when you're playing your best baseball. And, you know, Ole Miss has been a team that, uh, you know, kind of a lot of people maybe, you know, made jokes at, made fun of because it's always, you know, they, they seemed like they always had really good teams but could never make it to Omaha. Just Mike Bianco is a guy who's been a coach there for a very long time. Only had one World Series prior to this year in 2014. But what would you say as far as his coaching job that he's done this year? Because I've heard some people say that they feel like this is the best coaching job he's done. But uh, what have you seen of just from him as a coach and some of the adjustments he's made to make sure his team's playing well right now? So I talked to Mike for a long, long time about this. We sat down before Omaha, and he told me he was aware of what people were saying, of the perception of not just the one trip in 21 years before this year, but also the 7-14 and 14 in SEC play, the time to start talking about a change sort of stuff. And he was aware, but he didn't really let it affect the team. He didn't let it affect the way he coached the team. I think their outlook was, look, on February 1st, March 1st, and April 1st, we thought we were going to win the College World Series. So why stop thinking that way on May 1st? And it's it's that culture of confidence, that idea of we are the same team we thought we were. And is that true? Who knows? Maybe Ole Miss was a team that wasn't as good as it thought it was. But since they went into the year thinking, look, we're the best team in the country, and they had that view the first week of the season and the second week and the third week and the fourth week, Bianco worked hard to keep that attitude instilled. And Chris Coglin came back and talked to the team about that same thing and some of the veteran leaders on this team that Arkansas fans would even remember from the 2019 Super, your Tim Elkos and your Kevin Grahams, those guys, Justin Bench, have really been instrumental in keeping that attitude alive. And it's been less about adjustment, less about, oh, they're bunting more or less or they're stealing more or less. And it's been more about they went from a team that was batting, I did the math, I think they were batting 220 with runners in scoring position and losses to now they're not losing, but they're batting up around 350 with runners in scoring position this postseason. And that's that's not a schematic difference. That's just a team getting what it needs. So many people were surprised as far as why Ole Miss is playing this way at this moment. But after the series against Arkansas, they ran off a number of games in a row, yeah. and uh, and they had only dropped a couple of games before going into the SEC tournament and losing to Vandy, and that was a one-game situation. So people are acting surprised and, and maybe seem a little bit surprised, but should they be? Because they were on count of a run before they, it even got to this point. Look, I mean, as much as we want to talk about should this team do this or should this team do that, at the end of the day, baseball is the sport that is the most aggressively one-on-one. And when you're playing a one-on-one sport, pitcher versus hitter, or two-on-one, pitcher and catcher versus hitter, whichever way you look at it, more often than not, the better, most talented person is going to win. And that doesn't work out every time. Look at Tennessee not making it to the College World Series. Look at Arkansas last year not making it to the College World Series. But generally, talent tends to pay out. And this is a really talented Ole Miss team. Uh, Tim Elko is going to go down as one of the best players in Ole Miss history. Kevin Graham's going to go down as one of the best players in Ole Miss history. Jacob Gonzalez is probably going to be a top 10 pick next year. The lineup figured things out because it's unrealistic for a lineup with this much talent to be kept down for so long. The pitchers figured it out because these are guys in the bullpen who, in Brandon Johnson's case, throws 96, or in Josh Malitz's case, 
has one of the best sliders from anyone not named Kevin Copps that I've seen in the last five years. Or These guys are talented, and talent kind of paid off. And if you're asking, should this team have been in the postseason, that's a remarkably complicated question that I don't know if there's a concrete answer to. But if you're asking, why is this team playing well? It's because they're pretty good, and uh, that, that carries you a long way when you're pretty good and pretty confident. We're speaking with Nick Suss of the Clarion Ledger here on Out of Bounds and the Jones & Son Bridal and Fine Jewelry Hotline. You know, Nick, uh, looking in at the Arkansas matchup, too, again, we know these teams have faced each other. We know there's a lot of familiarity, you know, coaching, all of those things going. But Arkansas, of course, is a team, just like other teams in the College World Series, that's why they're here, that are playing really, really well. So, yeah. Just what do you make of the matchup going up against Arkansas? And, and obviously we know the pitchers, but uh, just the way that they're playing and how you feel like Ole Miss matches up with them right now. Yeah, it's it's tricky. And I wrote about this, and I'm not the best at predicting. I don't think anyone's good at predicting the College World Series. It's complicated. But I would say if we're going edge for edge, Hunter Elliott probably has an edge over Zach Morris as a starting pitcher right now just because – Zach Morris hasn't done as much starting pitching, let alone at the level that Hunter Elliott has this postseason. If you're going offense for offense, I think that Arkansas, I mean, they're hitting two home runs a game, three home runs a game in the postseason and scoring about 10 runs per game. And sure, some of that's skewed when you play those games in Stillwater that were the weirdest, wildest baseball games you've ever seen. But the offense is clicking on all cylinders. So who has the edge between a pitcher in Hunter Elliott who is clicking on all cylinders versus an offense that's clicking on all cylinders. I don't know. I, I really don't know. It happened to work in Ole Miss's favor two days ago when Auburn's offense was really, really hot and Dylan Delucia shut it down. If that happens again, Ole Miss probably cruises. If that doesn't happen and it becomes a really high-scoring game, Ole Miss didn't look too good against Arkansas's bullpen in the three games they played in Fayetteville. Those are going to be some tough matchups if Van Horn uh, presses the right buttons and gets Tigard or Smith or Morris or any of these guys who made Ole Miss kind of silly to do the right thing again. So I don't know. I, I think that the matchup is interesting. I think I picked Ole Miss narrowly just because I have the confidence in Hunter Elliott having seen him pitch so well down the stretch. But there is not an outcome here that would surprise me. So, and speaking of Ole Miss's strengths, then what would be the key to them getting a win here against Arkansas? And these teams, it's always a tough series whenever they get together, but if Ole Miss was to go on to win this game, what would be the key? I'll give you this, which I've, I've told people all off, or all post, rather. In Ole Miss's six postseason games, they're scoring, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but they're scoring close to half of their runs the third time through the order. I think they've scored 20-ish of their 51 runs third time through. And that's usually when the opposing coach has to make a decision. Do I keep in my starter to face these guys for a third time, or do I bring in my first reliever? That has been a lose-lose situation for every coach because Ole Miss is score, hitting at 430 against uh, pitchers third time through. But opposing first relievers have an ERA around like 7.5. I didn't do the math after the Auburn game. It was 8.2 before the Auburn game, so knock it down a little bit. But that's that's kind of what Ole Miss's strength has been in these close games is feasting in the fifth, sixth, and seventh innings. If Ole Miss is going to win, I think that's going to be another huge key of whether it's 
Morris going long or Tigard or Smith or any of the relievers getting that chance in the middle innings to keep the game close? Can Ole Miss extend? Can Ole Miss take a late lead? Or is Arkansas going to kind of take away the strength? Nick, something we've talked about, and I'm sure you've noticed too, just in the College World Series in general, is that the teams that didn't host regionals, didn't host super regionals, were the teams that had the most success in the first games. And Arkansas and Ole Miss are two of those teams that have been on the road and, and had a lot of success in those first games. Do you think that it's just a coincidence, or you think there's something too where you see some of these teams that uh, you know weren't the higher seeds or are playing from away from home and everything playing better, at least in game one, against, quote, higher-seeded teams? Maybe, but I'll again kind of, not to be a broken record, say these are really talented teams. I mean, like, Arkansas is kind of in the same boat as Ole Miss of Arkansas. Were they preseason top 10? I remember them being ranked pretty high in the preseason. Ole Miss was preseason number three on the D1 baseball poll. And, like, that kind of stuff matters. Uh, Texas got here preseason number one, and they struggled through April and May, and then they figured things out. Notre Dame was number one at the end of February, beginning of March, and they struggled, and then they figured things out late and got here. I'm not saying that oh, only go off the preseason rankings. But we see it in every sport that the team with the best recruits and the team with the best players and the Alabama footballs and the basketballs and the teams that have the best rosters tend to succeed. And Ole Miss and Arkansas have really good rosters. And whether or not they had, in Ole Miss's case, a terrible April or in Arkansas's case, a pretty bad May, it didn't matter because talent took over. Well, Nick, man, we appreciate you joining us. I know it's a lot of fun coming up here to Omaha and seeing these teams play in these games, man. And I know it's going to be a great one tonight. Enjoyed it as always. And enjoy your time up here in Omaha, man. We'll be catching up soon. Yeah, let's talk soon, man.